Peace to the darkest minds of the light. I am Napasha Da, and I just did an outstanding, amazing, out-of-the-world interview with Real Life Street Stars. Real life three yeah. star. We got her in the building, uh, the beautiful Miss Napasha Dot. Uh, welcome to the couch. Welcome. Uh, you look glowing. Uh, you look beautiful. You look radiant. Uh, we are blessed to have you here. And people are probably wondering, like, hey, real life, why do y'all have this radiant of a woman sitting here? What stories do she have to tell? Uh, what is she, what, what, what's, what's going on with her? Y'all about to find out, man. Uh, this uh, woman is a person I met yesterday at a meeting of the minds to where we were able to talk about relationship uh, things going on and goings on within relationships and how they work. Uh, you were on the panel itself along with your husband. And, mm -hmm. and for those who may not know, can you uh, let them know? Sonetter of the House of Consciousness. Sonetter of the House of Consciousness is your husband. The and, um, legendary Sonetter. The legendary. And um, what I did know was that you are wife number three. <laughs> Let's just start right off with that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm I, wife. Wife number three. And I only say that because mm -hmm. uh, Sonetta does have a multitude of wives. And yes. I, is that considered poly when it's That's more? polygyny. Polygyny. He's a polygynist. So poly normally is two? Well, poly, amory, it could be anything. It can be a woman with multiple men. It can be, uh, you know, open relationship. Really, poly just means many. Yes. But when you say polygyny, the geni, it means women. So... Like the brothers have one one man, well, the brother's one man, him, and then multiple women. So he's a polygynist. Polygynist. Where if it's a woman has one, it's a one woman with multiple husbands, that's polyandry. And polyandry. So, but we don't do that. The woman king. Um, the woman king. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, um, he stated that, you know, he was, he's been married for 35 years to his first wife. Yes. They, Second, they were high school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. Second one came in about 25 years ago. Um, yes. And you are four years into right. marriage. Right. I'm the newest wife. So um, let's do it like this. For those that uh, would like to know your background, um, mm -hmm. where are you from? How do you get the name Napasha Dot? Uh, what is uh, what does that name come from? Okay. Um, and just as far as your upbringing, um, oh, family, mother, same parent households, sisters, brothers, kind of give us a little brief history. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll start with my childhood, and then I'll get to the meaning of my name. My childhood, I was raised in a two parent household. Um, my father is Catholic. Well, he's already transitioned which some people say dead or passed away. So my father, he came from a Catholic uh, Afro-Latino background and um, very patriarchal household, father-led, um, traditional. My mother, she um, stay-at-home mom, but my mother is... She has more of a, she was she is not Catholic. She's still living. And she, um, she's Native American and Irish and, and African-American. So she wasn't Catholic. No, she has a lot of, she taught us a lot of Native American traditions and things about, and 
She doesn't call it animism, but it's basically animism. So I came from a house, but she also studies the Bible and taught us the Bible. So we studied the Bible, um, played chess, read books, uh, just did family stuff. I came from a fam- I come from a family of eight, eight children, and um, just a big. I say Catholic, but my mom didn't. She she wasn't Catholic, but she let my dad, you know, have his way. So she would tell us things like, I, oh, by the way, I went to Catholic school. We all went to Catholic school. And um, so we had to pray okay. to Mary at school and things like that. And my mom would say, you know, just don't even just move your mouth. Because I'd be like, what? we're saying these prayers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Count the like, rosaries. Just, she said, just, also, you're familiar. Yes. Yeah, so we would move our mouths and, and I don't know, just be like, but then <laughs> one time we got in trouble because they were like, the nuns were like, you're not praying. Yeah. So my mom really, it wasn't a struggle, but I can't, it was a balance because she also taught me about reading the esoteric. So that's what I really teach, by the way, the esoteric of the Bible, yes. um, different spiritualities. And that goes into, uh, by the way, very strict household with my dad, you know, very strict with us as girls, you know, don't. Don't have sex before marriage. Don't talk. Sit. A, you have to sit a certain way. Don't go interrupt men when they're talking. Um, mm. Girls clean the kitchen after the meal. Uh, what else? Were you able to watch R-rated movies? Oh no, not when when I was younger. No. Yeah. But um, when I when I got older, yes. You still close your eyes on sex scenes? I actually don't like sex scenes. I hate them. Wow. I don't even think they're necessary. They're like this does nothing for the story. Why do well, yeah, why do we have to see let them why do we have to see them having sex? What, what does this do what for the would, story? What would Love Jones be without a sex scene? But it's like, okay, get some love scenes, fine. I I mean I'm not totally prude kissing, you know, but yeah, two two big movies, two big movies. They'd be like five minutes in. I'm like, okay, this that has nothing to do with the story. Nothing line. at all. So that's funny you ask me that. That's crazy because that's my pet peeve. I can't stand sex scenes in movies. <laughs> it's like you tapped into something. But I digress. So, um, and you know, people. Some people. I come off as prudish, but I'm not really prude. I'm just um, uh, well versed. I guess you could call it. What's it called? Bad and bougie. That's Bad it. and bougie. I like it. I like it. I like it. And that's the way you should be. Yeah. As far as my name, I on my spiritual journey, I decided to become in 2011. I started. I became a Hebrew Israelite. Oh. Um, and I was so the name is a Hebrew Israelite. Like it's called the Lashawan Kadash. So Napa means um, basically empty you could say or like open or also um spacious and shada means <laughs> shada means uh demon or demon like or terrible oh wow um or open, it can mean field too but spacious demon yes like open, uh, everywhere terribly like like god's the name of god in the bible is um el shaddai it's it's, it's similar to shada so even God is called Shaddai. So God is called a terrible, like demon-like power. What religion do you prescribe to now? As I don't. Man? Yeah, I, I've actually moved away from. I don't get. I don't ch- leave my like. If I'm a certain 
religion. I don't believe that, oh, I used to be a Hebrew Israelite or I used to be. We just pick up things on our journey. So I now have experienced uh, being a Hebrew Israelite and I'll always have that part as a part of me. However, I don't subscribe to a lot of the radical teachings like about the, you know, the white man's a devil and we, at the end of the world, God's going to come and slay everybody. I don't subscribe to that. However, I do have a fully, a very strong respect for people's beliefs aside from the destruction part. Yes. So Islam, all the Abrahamic religions, uh, they actually are the ones who are very radical and banging people over the head like, you have to believe this or God's going to kill you. But, um, you know, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, Shinto, uh, Shinto, all the religions I have a respect for. I know I'm talking a lot, but let me get this out. I like so, it. Okay. Very um, I teach the esoteric of the Bible right now. So I can go into the Bible and show you things that you did not know are there. Um, I've been studying Kemet recently. So that's Egypt, the the history, historically ancient Egypt. And it's all over the Bible. But people don't know that. You know, I'm saying inside the Bible, like the worship, some of the gods are actually comedic gods. And if you don't know how to put that together, you would never see it. So anyway. Can can I ask you a very ignorant question? And I apologize. No, it's okay. No questions, ignorant. Um, Why aren't there any dinosaurs in the Bible? You know, they try to say there are like the big... It's called. It's like two parts of the Bible that they actually mention. Behemoth. Yeah, what a dinosaur could have been. Yeah, so they do mention something like that, and then we have dragons. Even God is referred to as a dragon in the Bible. Hey. God is a dragon, and I do teach something. I have a Jesus is a serpent in the garden. You know the serpent that they say is evil. Yes. I actually um, have a whole lesson and have done debates. Oh, by the way, I'm a debater. Yeah. So let's debate. There's so much. Um, okay, let's debate. Let's debate. No. Uh, no, I mean, let me let me slow down and let yeah, you. Because I, I want to ask this question. Um, you know, in your mind, uh, you know, who came first, uh, man or woman? Uh, definitely, woman came first. Whoa. Okay, let's go. Um, because I would tell you, a man came first. Okay. Well, um, I can prove it scientifically, extra biblically, and in the Bible. So let's before we do that. And just from creation, creation, the, the uh, chicken or the egg, uh, the chicken, the chicken came before the egg, the chicken came first. That means man came first. No, because if you're prescribing to that, that means woman would be the egg. Uh, man no, would be the, the chicken. chicken. The chicken, the woman is the chicken because the egg comes out of the chicken and the man comes out of the woman. You can't deny that. So women give birth to males. That is true. Um, the oh, story yeah. of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Uh, you feel that it is a true story, but it's just backwards. Um, true story. Well, I don't yeah. say I don't mean true. Do you take do you take the story as it said, but just do you flip it versus mm. with you know the rib Eve was created? Oh right. I mean, see, that's just one narrative uh, as far as a uh, someone's. The cosmology, or you say the the cause, the, the beginning story. Yes. Um, it's very similar to other stories, like stories in Kemet, um, and the stories in the Babylonian stories. So, you know, the darkness in the beginning in the Bible—that's yes. the woman. That's the fe- the feminine. That's the oh. actual woman. And then it says the spirit of God moved over it. It's saying that that actual darkness. And I can explain why it's the feminine. And we also have the dark feminine energy. But the darkness in the beginning is 
even though it's called chaos, it's not negative chaos. It's like how everything's functioning. Like if you think of you yourself on a, on a cellular level, like you you know, everything going around on in your body from a distance, it would seem like chaos, but it's not, it's like a beautiful symphony. And it, and it comes to, if, if you leave it to just be it's on its own and in its unadulterated form, it's beautiful. When you start messing with it, though, it becomes toxic and, you know, cancerous. So did I lose you? No, you didn't lose me. But it, it brings another question because, you know, with even the chaos and I've seen the chaos theory, which, you know, I, I kind of see how that works. If woman, of course, is has the ability to create. Right. Technically, man is kind of drunken with destruction. Mm. Uh, you know, wars and, you know, the things that we fight for are kind of leads to destruction versus technically creation. Or let's say it has a more hand in destruction than a woman. Mm. Um, why would a woman create such a terrible thing? Oh, but man is a wonderful thing. Male I'll and talk female. about it. Let me say that, you know, you make a great point from this. Yes, you can look from the surface. You see male with war and then you see woman with nurturing and creation. But when you go deeper, you can see 